welcome to the Creative Wellness Podcast with Bethann Short. So I'm here today with Dylan Calm at the Float Shop or Shoppy. Well, I lovingly call it the Shoppy, and a lot of us do over here, but I think outwardly basically we usually call it the Shop. shop, Anytime I see that, I always want to say Shoppy. You absolutely are more than welcome to. (laughs) Anybody who visits is more than welcome to. So I'm really excited because this is something I've never done, but I've always really been interested in it. And so in our wellness podcast today, we're exploring the idea of floating in a sensory deprivation experience. Yeah, like the I think it's more the the old term is sensory deprivation. Yeah, yeah but it's a little intimidating. It's so not like the movie Altered States. Uh, very few people <laughs> go into a Neanderthal state in our float tanks. I'd say 110%. Yeah, Excellent. so we're, we're pretty good at that. <laughs> that movie. Also, oh I think he had some magical something I think with he him did as too. well. I he, think he did too. That movie dumb. was crazy. It's a little crazy. Well, I guess, why don't we start with more kind of, how'd you get into this? How, oh, yeah. what, who, where did the floating come from? Great, yeah. Those kinds of things. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dr. Lilly, Dr. John C. Lilly, uh, created the float tank in the early 50s, uh, where he was interested in, um, well, people didn't know what was going to happen to the, the brain when it didn't have sensory input coming in. And so the kind of the assumption was that it would be torturous and uh, you might go crazy. And uh, I could see if I could find some pictures for you. The, the original float tanks were a little <laughs> a little spooky looking. Right. Um, and uh, almost like these kind of scary paper mache masks would uh, be molded for going over your head for Whoa. for air and somebody would actually have to wow this is just gonna scare everybody listening to this no up. because it's not like it's that. certainly not like this anymore this somebody would have to pump air into a tube during your whole float so if i don't know they got bored and walked away or something um mm-hmm. you're at you're you're in somebody else's hand so that that was so it's a lot different than it is today yeah. so let's just let's just say first of all yeah. before we go deep sure we're gonna learn about this mm-hmm. I'm going to float, mm-hmm. and then we're going to come back <laughs> and talk about what happened. So you got to listen to the end if you want to know of the true experience of floating, or at least my true experience of floating. And your listeners should listen to your tone of voice, your cadence, all of that stuff. Okay. And, um, just because, I mean, I don't want to paint necessarily what your float is going to be like, mm-hmm. but there does... There tends to be certain things that happen afterwards, and I'll just be really I'm interested so to excited. hear you after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so we, we got the the first part of where it came sure. from, but let's talk more about why. Well, yeah. So, what basically what he discovered was that um, not only do not go crazy, uh, but that it's actually really fascinating, interesting, and potentially really beneficial as well. Mm-hmm. And kind of stepping away from his research, just more forward to what we find today. Um, well, gosh, like people ask, what's your demographic of the float shop? And it's I always have such a difficult time answering that because we have athletes who come in because you're floating on, maybe I should describe what a float tank is, but you are floating on uh, incredibly dense salt water that's uh, over twice as salty as the surface of the Dead Sea. So it's it doesn't really occur in nature so much, and um, you can absorb a ton, well, I say ton, but it, um, a lot of Epsom salt, uh, excuse me, magnesium, which most adults have a deficiency in in America. So, um, so we have ultra marathon runners who come in, and particularly as they're getting gearing up for a big uh, competition. We see them a lot. We have rock climbers who come in here with just their forearms are just burning, and mm-hmm. and a float is what what can help them 
relax because of the Epsom salt, uh, the magnesium, but also it helps them go into a nice parasympathetic state, a nice rest state, recharge state. And we can get more into that, but yeah, I guess I'll kind of step back and again kind of describe what a flow tank yeah, is now. Yeah, let's talk about that. That sounds good because I'm, I'm curious. Sure, yeah. So the whole idea is to reduce your sensory input. I think that's just the overall philosophy of what we're trying to do with the flow tank is we use all sorts of modern technology to reduce your sensory input so it creates nothing. I mean, that's that's really what we do. We sell nothing is the idea, um, <laughs> which makes marketing just a blast. That's <laughs> I mean, so Right? It's a show about nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And which I love. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like an episode of Seinfeld. Mm, don't. It's not. <laughs> so we not keep doing that. I'm sorry. That's not what floating is. So the tank is to cancel out any kind of distractions. That's the aim, right? Is mm-hmm. is the reduction. And so you float on the bed of Epsom salt water that reduces your sense of gravity very drastically. We keep it at about skin temperature. Mm-hmm. Uh, technically, we do it a little bit warmer so that you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, Ninety three five is actually officially technically what skin temperature neutral is uh, perception neutral we air a little bit warmer than that and then uh, the tendencies you lose track where the air ends where the water begins so we reduce your sense of gravity reduce your sense of touch uh, your sense of light if you want to you can turn on light or close a lid and that just reduces everything sound is reduced extremely drastically so um, all these things that we uh, are normally dealing with i mean the sounds of traffic everything going on all the time um, is lighting up the outer portion of our brain. That's where we do all this sensory um, processing. And so what we do is we reduce that outer portion of a, a very large degree. And to another degree, you become very aware of your own body because that's something we can't and are really interested in disconnecting you from. So you can become very aware of, of your own body. Sounds um, great for mindfulness. Yeah, and we, we can definitely talk about yeah. that too. It's, yeah. there's, the only problem is I can talk about this way too much because there's... Um, so many interesting things that it can do. And, and that's actually a problem when you have a product where you're like, yeah, it's good for everything. Yeah, see? And uh, people tune out when it can do anything or everything. And, mm-hmm. and I don't want to claim that it can do anything or everything or works for everybody. But there are certain things, um, absorption of magnesium that's measurable mm-hmm. that uh, we can say actually happens. Uh, it's been measured through research on floating that your cortisol is reduced, so your mm-hmm. stress hormone is going to be reduced pretty drastically. Mm-hmm. Um, I need and that. We can all use I'm that, so right? I'm going to get you super amped up for your super relaxing quote. Um, <laughs> and uh, so cortisol is reduced, and that lasts for days afterwards, too. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you just had this experience and it's a cool experience, but that affects you, the experience of your next few days afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, like fibromyalgia sufferers tend to have a very uh, decreased measure of pain afterwards that can last up to a week. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely. The other part, um, well, before I get to like maybe the, the spiritual portion or the introspective portion, maybe just another kind of measurable part of it. Is, is it okay? Am I? Oh, this is great. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I mean, well, and you and I kind of talked a little bit before about how I'm all about balancing all the dimensions of wellness. And yeah. So yeah, I definitely want to hear about really whichever components okay. cool. it connects to. And my clients, I think, and people I work with definitely are like another thing, that, another tool. Mm-hmm. It's good to have tools. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there's a research institute, uh, the Laureate Institute for Brain Research. And uh, actually I was, I guess I don't know if the word lucky is the right word, but I was really honored to 
have Sandra and my wife, Sandra, the co-owner here, and I have to be invited to help set up his facility uh, where they are doing incredible research on bloating specifically and mm. its uh, effect on anxiety is kind of the, the general mm. uh, approach to things. And the reason I want to bring up anxiety is because we tend to spend time um, there's something called the default mode network that uh, occurs in our brain that really I don't need to dive into any more than just saying that name. And mm-hmm. what it what it does is becomes very active when we are thinking about the future or thinking about the past. Mm-hmm. Anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. We're anxious about that flight we're about to take or we're anxious about the due date of a whatever, mm-hmm. a, a paper or yeah. a, a report, whatever. Um, or we're reminiscing about a relationship that... Could have gone a different way or our parents you know just what we aren't is in the moment and in the now and um what this research has shown is that default mode network that tends to be highly active in people who suffer from anxiety is quiets down mm-hmm. and those people report less anxiety mm-hmm. and there i should i should actually say i should have prefaced this with the research isn't published yet mm-hmm. um so it's currently ongoing everything is pointing towards that this will be a very well received published. It won't have difficulty getting published. And I should also say Dr. Justin Feinstein is has an incredible history in research. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, we as a float community are incredibly honored to have him be doing this research. It's yeah. really cool. I mean, beautiful float around float pools that are incredibly spacious, but also he's able to measure uh, your heart rate. He's able to measure cortisol. They have a um, fMRI scanner just down the hallway so as soon as you get out of the float oh. they can measure your uh, see what's going on in your brain as well so it's just amazing it's thorough extremely thorough that's great it's really cool that's yeah great. it's real fun uh, yeah we again we're really honored to just have that research occurring right now it's really cool um, so the other part would be the uh, emotional or spiritual if you want to go that mm-hmm. that way that realm um, I personally love it because it's um, for me, it's the introspective aspect of it. It's the fact that, I mean, not only the reduction of everything, not only is my cell phone off, but I get to lock the door, too. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to come in and say, hey, can you go around and do this or mm-hmm. ask me a question, anything. Um, and, and this is totally no research on this one. This is just my personal take is I think that's my ego getting out of the way. Like I want you to perceive me a particular way, and that's just our ego, right? And I'm walking around the street. And unconsciously considering other people around me. And maybe I walk with my back more straight or my posture changes or what have you. Just at any given moment, I think your brain's doing work on, uh, on all the people around you and how that might be used. You, you might be even changing your behaviors on it because of that. So I think you can even get into your float tank and um, still have your ego there. But I think as you get accustomed to that letting go and that there's no expectation here and there's no no judgment, there's nothing like that going on, Uh, that ego can move to the side a little bit, and you can see things from a new perspective. And so things where you might feel defensive maybe, and and this could be in a really subtle way, but feel defensive about something or not want to face something, um, this could be a really great environment where you can look at that with comfort and with with that vulnerability and that exposedness where nobody's going to slap your wrist for thinking that or for going there, or uh, you're not gonna shame yourself. Uh, it's a really safe environment for introspection as mm-hmm. well. So there's a long way to get there. But, uh, I think it sounds <laughs> like it's right on for that kind of self-reflection. Mm-hmm. What, when I, we do mindfulness workshops, you know, mm-hmm. we have 
meditations that we do with people, and then we make art in response to it. Oh, wow. And so I can see where this kind of experience could be um, influential or to creativity. Let's get them in a flow tank. Yeah, well, I mean, I probably will later. <laughs> cool. Okay, so great. We'll see. Oh, cool. Happens, they, this is an old study, but they measured... Um, there are certain marks that you can measure improvisational skill in, I think, really jazz music. And uh, people who floated had higher marks than their in, improvisational. How, whatever those mm. metrics are were marked higher. I don't know that I put a ton of stock into that particular study, study but I still think it's interesting. How long have you been here? We've been here five years. And we've been floating yes. for about six and a half, seven years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had a float because of Joe Rogan, who's a podcaster and comedian. Yeah. <laughs> he has a float tank in his basement. Oh, does he? And uh, he loves it. He talks about it on the podcast a lot. Mm-hmm. I was working in I IT. I listen to his podcast. Oh, you do? Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Uh, and, and you like him? Yeah. I mean, I think it's really important to listen to all the different... Like, there's mm-hmm. a few that I listen to. He, he's really interesting. He has a real specific demographic, and I wouldn't say you are that normal demographic. No, but I think it's important to know what's yeah. out there. Cool. And that's like... Okay, so... A little tiny political aside. Uh-huh. I think there were all these people that were like surprised when things went a certain way. Mm-hmm. But I think in social media, if you're only looking at what you like, mm-hmm. you are kind of surprised. Uh, so for me, I'm one of those people that I like to know what's coming at me hmm. and what's behind the scenes. Interesting. So, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Very cool. Well, Joe. Um, I would never say Joe's the smartest guy. I don't think he's the smartest guy. I think he's one of the most curious people. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is perhaps way more valuable than intelligence. Uh-huh. And um, he spends a lot of time in the float tank. And he spends a lot of time a lot of time looking in the float tank. And he got me super stoked on it. And, uh, um, yeah, let's see here. I went to a float, thought I was going to have this profound, incredible experience, and I didn't. And I felt relaxed afterwards, but I was like, oh, that was a bunch of hype. Okay, great. Like, he fills time talking about his podcast, talking about this for, for whatever reason, and kind of left um, let down. Mm-hmm. And what I found, oh, sorry, I guess I'm jumping ahead. My wife um, floated at the same time. Uh, she went in for a second float, mm-hmm. and when she came back, she said, hey, you, you should do this again. There's something to this. And uh, she got me to go in again. And this time was beautiful because I had no expectation. Mm-hmm. And that's part of this is it's a mental experience, right? Mm-hmm. So you can, it can change depending on expectation and where you're at. I've heard people, the more people, the more times people come to my mindfulness meditation creative workshop. Mm-hmm. So the first time they're like, what's going to happen? And they're nervous. Yeah. And then the meditation part, there's two exercises that we usually do. They're always kind of like, you know, it's hard to meditate. It's, it takes practice. That's why it's practice. Right. And so the first time they do it, they're, you know, they get it to a degree. They, they feel relaxed. Mm-hmm. They make art. The art's a little, they're not really sure. Oh, they're also really overwhelmed because I have so much to offer media-wise. Oh, wow. And so the second time they come, it's easier. Mm-hmm. And they, it's amazing. And they're always like, oh my gosh, this was so much easier this time. And I feel so much more relaxed. And I was so nervous nice. the first time. Right. And yeah. they don't always say it. Yeah. And then when they, but they come back and they're like, I'm so glad I did this again. Right. Yeah. What you described is very similar to mm-hmm. what my experience is with our clients coming mm-hmm. into floats. And that's why we do a three pack of floats for an intro pack is, oh. 
if you in any way think that there's something here for you, do it three times and try to do it close together. Okay. And Because uh, the first float either is incredible, and then your second float can be a little disappointing, mm -hmm. or it's the exact opposite, oh. where the first one's disappointing, and the second one is like, because again, you, you've lost that expectation, mm -hmm. it's, it's incredible. And then the third one is always the nice kind of medium, medium uh, sort of in between, yeah. <laughs> where it finds its balance and equilibrium, and then you can go from there. See, that makes sense to me, and I feel like maybe I'll have that, since I already have that kind of a experience with other things, and mm -hmm. we're talking about this, yeah. I'm going to go into this pretty. And I never want to paint somebody's experience when they're right. in there, so I'm, 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 because you're going in, I'm... Feel like I'm dancing around certain things, but like <laughs> which I, we'll talk about after. Okay, cool. That's great. So Perfect. we can definitely Perfect. process. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. So we've talked about benefits. Are there any other benefits that we didn't talk about? I think we talked about a lot. Yeah, we did, right? Mm -hmm. um, so like, um, you know, how is it for your skin? <laughs> I mean, that's right. you know, that's always a good one. Well, uh, salt and magnesium. I, you're talking to the wrong guy. Yeah. I, uh, soft. I guess yeah. some salt scrub. It doesn't. Could yeah, be skin. I mean, people use salt your skin scrubs. doesn't. It doesn't wrinkle either when you're in there because mm. it, somebody explained this to me the way our skin works. But you know, it wrinkles in water, right. and for some reason, because of the incredible density of the salt, interesting. Is the, uh, totally mm. smooth. And I know you don't want to tell me too much about what to expect, <laughs> and that's that's fair. Um, we can definitely pick up cool when we're done, yeah. unless there's anything else you think we should talk about. You know, uh, just because I had this conversation with a client last night, I, there's something kind of on my mind, which mm -hmm. I, I think is interesting, and um, I, you tell me if it's interesting. I don't know. But uh, he floats here every week, and it's great for his arthritis. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the, that's the original reason he shows up, and I think he gets a lot more out of it now. But, um, oh, yeah, there's another benefit, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, what we were talking about was that it's very difficult to get people into a float tank because they go, 90 minutes by myself? Are you kidding me? What, I pay 10 bucks to see lightsabers for 90 minutes on a big screen. Like That's the exact opposite yeah. uh, of what most people are attracted to. And, and it got me to thinking when we were talking about the idea of distractions and that we, we love our distractions. And we love being in fight or flight mode all the time. We don't spend a lot of time in rest or parasympathetic state and um, in our recharge state. And so... Um, the idea of going into a float tank completely by yourself, uh, spending time in your own brain, hey, is just healthy. Like, we're supposed to spend time with ourselves, right? And just, just have downtime, daydreaming time, spacing off. We're supposed to have that. But, but beyond that, what it was making me think about was that that time helps me reconnect with community and the value of community. Mm -hmm. Because when I'm watching Star Wars, I'm not thinking about my family. I'm, I can be sitting next to my wife. We can be sharing this, but very little of my attention is going to her as opposed to if we're making dinner together. You know, mm -hmm. that's a very different experience. Um, and so what occurs to me is strangely floating, this complete sense of isolation helps with community and helps with connection with our communities. And just my, my personal take is just that we're living in a complete world of distraction all the time. If we're, despite our more more tools to connect through like Twitter and Instagrams and all so that. So many. <laughs> yet, yet we have less deep deep connections, less personal connections. And so when you're isolated with that and you become centered and uh, your brain becomes quiet, I think your hunger for that and appreciation for it becomes more close to your conscious mm -hmm. self and 
um, you want more of those things to take care of yourself, which of course is self-serving to have community and have have people as, as part of part of your life. I that makes sense. I think about that's another one of the dimensions of wellness. The, oh, the social, of course, right? We we have to have it. Yeah. yeah. So for the record right now, I'm feeling a little tired. I have a little neck pain in the back of my head. Okay. So it's, otherwise, I feel pretty good. Okay. Great. So, and I ate a granola bar on the way here. Okay. So <laughs> I wouldn't get hungry. <laughs> so yeah. I'm excited to see what happens. Excellent. And we'll be back. Perfect. Whenever I'm done. Whenever right. I come out. I look forward to checking Of the egg. <laughs> Okay, I'm back. I know it seemed like a very short amount of time. It wasn't, but it kind of was for me. Um, but I'm not a, I'm not just with Dylan this time. So why don't you all say who you are? And I know this one's quiet, but still an arduous one. <laughs> well, I'm the one that's new to the group after the float. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name's Sandra Calm. I go in the float shop with Dylan, and we have here our incredible baby daughter, Erica, who is four and a half months old and currently asleep in Dylan's arms. There is a picture that will be <laughs> on the blog of baby arm curls <laughs> when we were in the other room <laughs> on the motion down. Pretty oh, she yeah. loves them. Yeah, it was pretty cute. Yeah, so, she loves it. Yeah, and I'm back with Dylan too. Yeah. So here we are, and I did it. Yeah, how are you doing? How do you feel um, I feel, I'm trying to think, I'm definitely relaxed. Um, I went in really trying to just, like, whatever happens, happens, you know? And I feel like, um, like I left the, the lights on, the little starlights, right. for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I turned them off, and then it was dark. And I just went through so many different phases, and I went back to the lights. I kind of, I think I turned them on two or three times in the process, but ended up dark at the end. Well, let me step back and, like, were you comfortable in a float tank? Like, when you first got in there? Yeah. How, so, um, I think the idea of reducing your sensory input or, like, having a lid down or the lights mm-hmm. off can be intimidating to some people. How was that for you? I, the I closed it. Right away. Right. Yeah. Nice. I was just went for it. Let's just do this. Nice. Um, and that's kind of how I am. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I closed it. Um, and I did, when I first turned the, when I first had the lights on, the starlights, did, did either of you ever see the movie Immortal Beloved? It's no. The, it's a Beethoven, like, bio story. It's not all happy. Mm. It's not all happy. Mm. But the one part where he is doing the symphony, big one you know dun, 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 you know that one mm-hmm. he they're replaying him remembering being a child running and getting in the water at night and then being like staring up at the stars and then the stars were like reflecting on the water wow. and it was kind of fun because I was like oh my god I totally remembered that oh, and I was wow. like oh and then that <laughs> song's in my head for a little bit <laughs> while I was in there it was kind of funny it wasn't the whole time but it was like I had that moment where I was like oh as mm. having that moment that that kid was having in that moment. It was, like, so beautiful. Mm. Mm. Interesting. In that, in that part. 
Mm-hmm. And that was at the very beginning. Yeah, that was at the beginning, as soon as I started. And then I was, when I turned the lights off, it was kind of, um, it was like I was just in it. And I was very, it was very womb, you know, mm-hmm. I felt very womby. Mm-hmm. Um, I run kind of warm. And so I think uh-huh. there were times when I would move to where I would feel the water cooler and oh, interesting. Uh, okay. And I liked it. Coming. Yeah. Where sometimes I would get too warm, but I didn't want to open the lid for some mm-hmm. reason. I was like, don't. So I just I think that I used my arms to kind of regulate my temperature. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that the ideal would be that you don't have those considerations. That we hit a mark where it's so yeah. neutral that you're just there. And yeah. I think what we found and this And that was my first time, so and, and so yeah. we find that about ten percent of people run hot, ten percent run cold, mm-hmm. and so Every once in a while, somebody comes down and they say, you know, I had a good experience, but, and they say basically something like what you experienced, yeah. and then we're able to lower the temperature next time, either water or the air, right. um, or increase for, it's, it's, I would say actually, I said 10% hot, 10% cold, but I would say more like 15% people run cool, and so we can make it even warmer, Yeah. and like 5% run warm. I'm kind of more that, I'd rather be cold <laughs> than hot. Mm, and I'm, I'm that way too. Yeah, and I'm the opposite. Yeah. And we find um, because more people, if they're going to be uncomfortable in one direction or another, mm-hmm. they're uncomfortable because it's cooler. Mm-hmm. We tend to run a little bit warmer to yeah. make sure that people don't end up feeling cold. That totally makes sense. And a friend of mine who had tried it another time elsewhere had said that she was cold, and mm-hmm. I think she didn't get the most that she could from the experience because of that. But I feel like. Um, it was great. I mean, I, I definitely, I was trying to figure out which way it felt best with my arms. There was one moment when I was, there were, there were a few times when I lost where I was, and that was cool, like very relaxed. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it was more, more often when it was dark, not with those yeah. lights on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when I, when I had the lights on, and I really was just experimenting, you know, mm-hmm. just to see what, because I was trying to use some of my meditation techniques. How and was that? It was, it was good, at best when the lights were off. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think that I understand where people would want the lights on in some way, mm-hmm. but I feel like, it, for me, personally, um, I don't think I would have, I don't think I had the, the deepest experience mm-hmm. in those moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would, so it's kind of funny, like, I never want to, I think I mentioned this before, I don't want to paint people's experiences beforehand, right. and I certainly want people to be, um, as comfortable as possible in the float tank having their experience and so it's kind of a funny thing because some people are worried about claustrophobia or mm-hmm. they're worried about they're, they're scared of the dark mm-hmm. and or at least concerned that they are and um i always i hope my baby sign makes it to the microphone i hope so um, too <laughs> she does that when i ramble um but <laughs> but um oh gosh now i, I lost track so so they're they're have these concerns but I really want people to make sure that they leave the lights on if they're worried about the dark. You can even or you know, right. play with it, but right. I don't want somebody to push past their comfort zone because right. the whole idea is to go to this really deep state totally. of rest. And so, um, yeah, the truth is, if you're comfortable with it being dark, that's going to send you deeper into a parasympathetic state. Because mm-hmm. again, the whole thing is we're reducing that sensory input on the outside of the brain. And so, if you leave the lights on, that's just one more thing that's lighting up right. uh, your brain. And I think totally for me that was true. And mm-hmm. I still feel like I benefited from the times when it was sure. the stars were on. I don't know that I would have liked it with anything brighter than that. 
mm-hmm. just me. Mm-hmm. But um, but I understand for some folks why that would be really comforting to mm-hmm. have that awareness of where I am and the light. So well, I mean, even the light for me is also, and I'm a purist. I love to shut the door and get right in my zen place, you mm-hmm. know. But the the stars help you focus on something mm-hmm. so that you can just let everything else kind of unwind while mm-hmm. not just feeling like you have crazy monkey mind bouncing around. Right. When I first did, <laughs> when I first turned them on. And I was like adjusting. They almost look like they're moving. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> you get that. Fading in and out. Yeah, it was kind of cool. I'm like, right. I mean, I definitely recommend the star tank or whatever nice. it's called. The tranquility, tranquility room. Yeah. And, yeah. And so that's it's Not interesting. that I've tried it the other ones, but I, well, yeah. I really like the, the star thing. So we have four different flow tanks. And mm-hmm. we designed... Right out of the gate, we want to be as accessible as possible to anybody who is interested in floating. So uh, we kind of custom made an open float tank. So if you're worried about a lid, this one has no lid at all. We light and soundproof the room itself. And, then, and I saw that online, I think, too. Yeah. You guys mm-hmm. have great pictures. So Pretty people good. can really get an idea of what to expect. And it was mm-hmm. exactly like I imagined it from <laughs> seeing it in the picture. So, yeah. 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 It's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> And no matter what, you know, your first float, there's a, an, an inherent need to sort of acclim- acclimate to this new environment and get used to the new scenario. So whatever is helpful for allowing a person to feel comfortable that first time, whether it's a tank that doesn't have a lid or a tank that has star lights or, um, you know, subtle colored lights. Is that what the other one is more kind of like the color light? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, uh, and then we have a fourth that's just analog. Yes. No light. That's our, That's yeah. my tank. Love classic. It. That's your favorite. <laughs> generally, that's for the person who's floated before yeah. or like knows what they want. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but they're all, they'll all get to that same place of just totally dark. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. no distractions. What's your favorite? My favorite changes all the time. Mm-hmm. But I think it's oh, usually the same one that you were in. Yeah. Or it's the open one, because I find that in the open style float tank, which we call infinity, mm-hmm. that it's very accessible. Mm-hmm. If I'm sort of hmm. naturally sort of fighting it, like, ah, you know, I, I need to go do other things. No, I need to get in the float tank. Um, sometimes it's just that one less step for me to just get in the water and lay back and yeah. press a button and the lights are off and there I am. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So that room is, is light tank. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> we we, we uh, push the, the light in the room. <clears throat> Excuse me. We push the button to make it go off, just to show them that it works and everything. And everybody goes, like, "Oh, wow! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah! It's legit." <laughs> um, so I'm curious about your take on, um, and I'd love to hear more about your actual experience. But as a therapist, I'm interested sure. in what you thought about that space for yourself and for others. In, in that space. I think for folks that are really trying to figure out what mindfulness means, mm-hmm. I think it could be a really good tool to experience that practice because it is practice like we talked about earlier with meditation. It's hard to meditate. It's hard to quiet the mind. One of the one of the things that um, I always tell people when we're before we start our meditation exercises before the art part is you're going to have thoughts that come into your mind, and when you do, just on whatever exhalation's next, just imagine them breathing out with the air that you're exhaling. Yes. And so I think that this 
what I just experienced would definitely be another place to practice what it feels like to quiet your mind and um, feel your body. Like, I definitely was, like, feeling, okay, what are my toes doing? You know, I was trying to do body scan a little bit at one point. When I, and I usually did that stuff more when I had the lights on oh, than when I had them off. When I when it was dark, I was just like, eh. <laughs> just kind of like, um, Your neck before we started? Yeah. What, uh, how's that feeling now, or how was it in the tank? Maybe. In the tank, it was great. I ended up using the pillow thing, Good, yeah. and the reason I did primarily is because I was worried. I didn't want to mess with my ears, mm-hmm. and I liked that it kind of kept the water out of my mm-hmm. ears. Even though I had the earplugs in, I'm just, I'm just, I have sensitive ears, and I swim. But you know, I was like, eh, I don't know what the salt's gonna do, and yeah. so mm-hmm. I felt like just to be extra careful. And then I actually kind of liked it because it, I didn't even think about mm-hmm. my head yes. so and it, I, I'm definitely you know it definitely feels better than it did hmm. okay I'm just, cool. just really relaxed yeah great and I think if I've just been else. writing so much oh, wow. that I'm yeah. like with my shoulders up you know on the computer and so doing that I was really able to like I really felt like there was like okay nothing I'm using no tension in my body mm-hmm. right now and yeah as a therapist I definitely there I can think of lots of clients that would benefit from Floating was great. Um, how long did it feel to you? It didn't feel like five minutes. Right, right. Um, and it didn't feel like 90 minutes. The only thing was, I don't know if the music came on when it was dark or not, but then the light came on, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, what? <laughs> the light really surprised me. Mm-hmm. I was kind of caught off guard with that. Do you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's um, a sequence of things like the um, to to bring the person up, mm-hmm. and um, so the the light in that in that room, mm-hmm. um, the light comes on in the tank. Yeah, um, with the music when the session is done. Oh, okay, got it. Or the pump turns on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that was that was the only thing I was kind of like, whoa, I wasn't ready for it. Right. I, I think if I know, I we didn't know, so we didn't talk about that. So. And so I was just kind of like, oh, it's done. We can look at modifying that. Yeah. yeah, I would love to. I don't think it was, it was bad though. Like I'm mm-hmm. not gonna, I'm not. I definitely don't want that to sound like it was a negative thing. It was just like, just oh, okay. Yeah, it's but, time. What I do like about that is it sounds like you were, in a state. I was <laughs> definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I I I think it was great. I think uh, I would definitely do it again. I would definitely recommend it. I want to take you back in to therapy a bit, um, okay, and ask if even you know at this early point, having just come out of your very first float, right? If you see connections in with art therapy and some of the states that you may have experienced in. The I definitely was seeing, like when it was dark, I was definitely having nice imagery, mm-hmm. um, which I do when I meditate, I, mm-hmm. you know. So I think. Because I practice it, I feel like it was easier for me, probably. Um, but I think everybody has good days and bad days mm-hmm. with that kind of state. And so I wouldn't want somebody to come in and be like, I'm going to go and have all these visions yeah. and then be really let down if they don't. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because it might still be really amazing and benefiting to them. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's good to know that everybody's experience is going to be personal. 
And that's like with art therapy too. Mm -hmm. It's like it's going to be unique to each individual. Yeah. Love what happens. It's yeah. so true. Oh, no, I think it's really important. Yeah. And I, I've had, when I was telling people I was going to come do this, there were some people who were like, oh, I'd never do that. And you know what? <laughs> Those are the people I think that should do it even more than anybody <laughs> else, especially somebody who told me that today. And I'm going to definitely tell him he should do it. Um, because so I think pe those people are more kind of wound tight, mm -hmm. and I think that they, it would be amazing, amazing for them. I think that leads to our issues with marketing. Like it's such a the, the person who might need it the most. And I think everybody can use relaxation, yeah. right? But the people who are super wound up, yeah. who probably are my dad, for example, mm -hmm. has never floated before. Mm -hmm. He's a very wound up gentleman. He He's always doing something, you know, or, or has a cigar in his mouth. There's always something going on. And he would love the Got to get him in there. Right. Hey, <laughs> help me out. Help me out. But, but yeah, that's that's the kind of the, uh, the challenge is getting somebody who needs it the most is perhaps the most difficult to get into the flow tank. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a yeah. better thing. Mm -hmm. your, your daughter was doing the one-eye pirate. <laughs> <laughs> just just see what's going on. Yeah, Who's out there? What's happening? So Not sure she wants to come out of this nappy state. So when I do these podcasts, mm -hmm. um, you know, I always like to kind of ask the people that I'm with. You know, obviously you do this kind of stuff for your own wellness, mm -hmm. but you know, what else do you do for your wellness? Um, what's important? That's part of your routine. For me, the outdoors are absolutely essential. Mm -hmm. I need exercise outside and fresh air. Mm -hmm. um, and the way that that allows um, my body to relax and feel good, allows me to feel strong, for my energy to flow, and I really like the things that I end up thinking about out there. Um, I really like the way that floating supports my, my mental processes, oh, keeps yeah. me away from the anxiety side mm -hmm. and towards the imagination and um, uh, dreaming and calm. Mm -hmm. um, I also um, really appreciate yoga and um, massage and uh, counseling. I had a, a counselor for over a decade who's been very, very helpful. Also painting. Painting, yeah, it's true. Yeah, Good. yeah. The you should beautiful. you should totally come to one of our workshops. I'd love I to. Already said that you should, but yeah, you should. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. We have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Any wellness things that you want to add to that amazing list? Uh, I love rock climbing. Um, try to sustain my body that way. Since we've had the little one, that's been difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's not mm -hmm. my yeah go to. Um, beyond that. You know, the float shop has allowed us to kind of live the lifestyle that we want to live. And yeah. It's really amazing, and, and that hasn't been the case. Like, any entrepreneurs out there don't think that uh, this lifestyle comes with, comes easily or quickly. It's probably three to four years in before we really started living the lifestyle that we we wanted to. Mm -hmm. And um, it's allowed me to take other adventures, which is really fun. I started nice. blogging years ago about running a float center for the float mm -hmm. center community, and then about a year ago started podcasting with mm -hmm. the co-host up in Canada who owns a float center, yeah. and a woman in uh, Nashville who owns a float center, and uh, we do a weekly podcast, which is a lot of work. <laughs> we should put all these, any links you want, okay, cool. please send me, and yeah, we'll absolutely. make sure that happens. Absolutely. And that's been really a fun creative outlet for me, too, and mm -hmm. working on GarageBand and editing Crash band is so fun. <laughs> it, yeah, it is. It, it is. is. So, 
the other the other thing that I always like to ask people at the end is, well, there's two things. Is there anything you want to plug besides your amazing place that we're going to already plug? Is there anything you're loving? Is there anything you're reading, watching, doing that is important or that you want to... Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be timely. <laughs> oh, and The Expanse. Great. Great fun series and really interesting political sci-fi drama. The I Expanse? Guess. Yeah, it's on the sci-fi channel. Okay. <laughs> I think I want to plug being very present and very honest with motherhood. Mm. It's a new... It's hard work. New family. Mm-hmm. It's extraordinary. And we have we've done a lot of processing together and with others about, mm. whoa, this is an incredible shift. Um, there's There's so much that you just can't even... Imagine until it happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you, you can't wrap your head around it in any way. Mm-hmm. You, you can have a hundred people describe it to you, but uh, actually experiencing it has been the most amazing thing in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I go to a weekly martial arts class that I find very, very balancing. Mm-hmm. It's at the Academy of Modern Martial Arts in Lake Oswego. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've been going there since I was fifteen, and I'm what thirty-three now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah, actually, of all plugs, I would plug. Yeah, Yama, for sure. sure. <laughs> well, is there any other way that you, this is the last big question, mm-hmm. that you would like to share with our listeners and, you know, people at large um, where you think creativity would be beneficial or, you know, ways they could add wellness in their life? I'd say find space in the little moments in between. And if there's any practice you find that allows you to be more present with those little spaces in between, then focus in on that and see how it'll help you to expand your time and be more aware and conscious of the way that you're using your time. I love that. So many times people are just with their phones, you know, and the space in between gets missed because they're checking. I'm guilty of it sometimes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would just build up what she said and practicing presence like that's everything right yeah. and, uh, the more present you are the more you recognize your own needs and all that good stuff so I'm snatching the camera while you're talking to take a picture because the faces are always take a picture of this little one our little baby woke up and she's amazing she's so cute oh my gosh don't worry listeners there'll be a picture oh my gosh the practicing presence also happens in the kid thing not to sorry to bring it back but like people oftentimes will say, I really want to work on this thing mm-hmm. in the flip tank. And they say they didn't oh. think about it at all. Hmm. But they know the answer when they came out because yeah. they think they're centered, they're present. Yeah. And so then all that hoopla, that self-talk, all that stuff mm-hmm. just goes out the window. That feeling that they need to control it in order to find the answer. Right, yeah. It's untrue. And like when you flip, well, and, and it's not just me and it's not just her, but other people who flip with us will change their careers and they'll say it's because of the flip tank. And we've been like, listen, <laughs> come on, like, but there's other stuff, blah, blah, blah. And they will swear like it's the time the in the flow. flow tank that has kind of brought to life and has changed careers. And find their happiness elsewhere. That's so great. It is true for I us. love it. You guys are doing some good work. Thanks. Keep doing it. Thank you. Well, That's I'm, the plan. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to go ahead and sign off yeah. here. And um, thanks for being here. Thank you for being or here. Thank, thank so me. Thank, thank, <laughs> thanks for having me here is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> thanks for See, taking I'm the plunge. still kind of... <laughs> yeah, so I gotta 
just giving you an extra little, a few points or a plug, if you, uh, the fact that we did an interview before and then you spent 90 minutes in a flow tank and wanted to record afterwards, I think is so cool and so much fun. And <laughs> yeah. Like that's, absolutely. that's the real deal that I think actually spend 90 minutes in there. I love it. I think it was amazing. <laughs> Do it. All right. Um, I'm going to sign off cool. and thanks for listening. Until next time. The Creative Wellness Podcast is produced entirely by Bethann Short. For more information about my services, check out my website, bethannshort.com, and also my art therapy open studio, 100monkeystudio.com. Thanks so much.